Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Kaiju Carnage. I am your host, Kyle the Kaiju Guy. So, alright guys, on today's episode I'm going to be doing the Kaiju Spotlight episode for the month of August. And the Kaiju that I have chosen is, he's a fan favorite. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of him myself. Um, I haven't met anybody who's a kaiju fan that does not like this guy. And the oddest thing about him being so popular is just how little involvement he has had in the Godzilla franchise overall. And I am talking about King Caesar. Now, the first time I ever saw King Caesar was... I mean, same as everybody else. Whenever I first watched the original uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla in, uh, that was made in 1974. Now, I did not see the movie until I was well like into my 20s. You know, I've talked about in past episodes how just it was very difficult because of the area that I live in. It was very difficult for me to be able to find certain movies and things like that. <clears throat> so I didn't see the film until I was in my 20s. And the only reason why I saw it was because there was a rental store here in town and it was going out of business. And so they were selling all of their rental DVDs and all that kind of stuff for dirt, dirt cheap. And I went in to just see what all I could find, and I saw the rental version of Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. And so I was like, oh man, I got to scoop that up, so I bought it for like a buck fifty or something like that. I mean, it is a rental version. The case is very obviously, you know, you can tell <laughs> the types of cases that uh, stores use for rentals and all of that, so... <clears throat> Pardon me. So, yeah, it is a rental, I do not have an official version of the movie. Like, I've owned this particular version for years and years and years. I lied. I do have an official version because uh, for Christmas, one of my friends got me the, um, I believe I've said this in a past episode, they got me the Showa-era Godzilla collection that is all on Blu-ray, the Criterion collection that comes in the big collector's book and all of that kind of stuff. So I actually do have an official version uh, of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, but I still have, even though I have that book collection of all of the Showa era films, I still have all of the Showa era films on DVD because I'm particular about certain things and I need my collections to match and all of my other Godzilla films or on DVD, so I've got to have to keep the Showa era ones on DVD so that the collection goes together, if you understand. So, alright guys, um, yeah, so I saw him, I liked him, I thought he was really cool, kind of mysterious, the, you know, there's not a whole lot, like he doesn't have a whole lot of screen time, um, I was just immediately drawn to him, just he seems really cool. I like the fact that he was like this, just this guardian deity that was pretty much humanity's last hope and all of that. Like, it just, I don't know. It just, <laughs> I connected with him almost immediately. 
And I've been a fan of him ever since. Whenever uh, Godzilla fighting games would come out for like the PlayStation 2 or the GameCube or something like that, you know. I had my main monsters that I would play with with people. I'd play with Godzilla every now and then. Mostly I played with either um, King Ghidorah or Mecha King Ghidorah. But then King Caesar was also one of the uh, kaiju that I would play with pretty frequently in those fighting games. And Gyrus as well. Like, that that was pretty much my main four monsters that I swapped out with uh, while playing the game and all of that. So, yeah, that was pretty much my introduction to King Caesar. And I've been a fan of him ever since. I really wish we would get some more uh, media concerning him. <clears throat> I would love to see him show up in the MonsterVerse one day in the future. There's a big rumor, not necessarily a rumor, I guess it's more of like a fan a fan theory or something like that, that now, thanks to Godzilla vs. Kong, now that Kong is in the hollow earth and King Caesar's origins are living in a cave, like, you know, in the original film and all of that, there's some fans that would love to see King Caesar be incorporated in the next Kong film of the MonsterVerse, saying that, like, King Caesar is down in hollow earth and... Maybe Kong and King Caesar fight each other and then have to team up to fight some other kind of big kaiju. You know, who knows? But I'm behind that fan theory 100%. I would love to see an updated, modern-looking version of King Caesar. <clears throat> CGI has come a long, long way. And while I am a big fan of suitmation and seeing all of these kaiju like in the different suits that were created... Um, for them while making the movies and everything, I definitely would love to see an updated CGI version of King Caesar. So, hopefully we'll get him one day in the MonsterVerse, and if not, Toho is gearing up to start their own shared universe of Godzilla films here pretty soon, and maybe we'll get him there. So, who knows? But, alright guys, I pretty much rambled on about that enough, so let's jump straight into the movie, shall we? I'm going to start off talking about the movie by saying there is not a lot of information out there about King Caesar. And quite frankly, I'm not surprised. Like I said, he's only he has a very limited amount of screen time. <clears throat> he's only appeared in two live action films like you know, his screen time all combined is maybe I don't know. I'll take a guess and say, I'll be generous and say seven minutes. So, you know, this very popular fan favorite Kaiju is only in seven minutes of screen time of the two films combined that he's been in. So yeah, there's not a whole lot of information out there about him. So as much as I hate that, <laughs> like, you know, because I have a, I have a bad habit of announcing that I'm going to do an episode on something without actually checking ahead of time to see what kind of information there is about said kaiju or said movie that I'm wanting to do. And so I'll just be like, man, I like King Caesar. Everyone loves King Caesar. I'll do a spotlight on King Caesar. And then I go to start doing research and I go to IMDB. I go to Wikipedia, I go to Gojipedia, I go to uh, Wikizilla, I go to, uh, I just go to Google and just type in, like, 
you know, interviews talking about King Caesar. I go get on YouTube and watch videos and all of that kind of stuff. And I, everything I was finding was just pretty much repetitive of things that the other people were saying. And I was just like, I was yanking my hair out of my head. I'm like, why did I decide to do a spotlight on a kaiju where there's hardly no information out there about that kaiju? But it is what it is. I don't want to cancel it. I didn't want to backtrack. I seriously considered combining the spotlight for King Caesar with a regular episode of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. But unfortunately, as I found out while digging for research for King Caesar, there's hardly no information about Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla either. So, you know, that movie's also going to be a chore whenever I get ready to do that one. But, you know, I'm going to try and find what I can. I have what little information I've got and I'm going to do the absolute best that I can to give you guys a decent episode. So again, I've rambled on once again and let's jump right into the movie. Now, King Caesar's first appearance, naturally, is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla that came out in 1974. And the film was directed by June Fukuda. And June Fukuda had already directed two other very popular Godzilla films. He had done Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster, which is one of my personal favorites, like top five Godzilla films of all time, not not just by era, but just in franchise total. It's one of my favorite films of all time. And the other film that he had done was Son of Godzilla, which is also you know a pretty likable movie for me, and it's somewhat popular amongst everybody else. <clears throat> Pardon me, guys. But um, if you haven't checked it out yet, go check out my pre my past episodes that I did called The Early Years Saga. I have episodes both on Son of Godzilla and Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster on that. So you long-time listeners know that. For you new guys that's just now discovering the show and this is the first episode you're listening listening to, by all means, go on back and uh, check out those other two episodes. And so June Fukuda directed Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, and um, I don't want to go out and say that he created King Caesar, because I actually could not find any confirmation. I read a few things here and there saying that he did, but I couldn't find anything official that stated that he did. So... I'm going to say it's somewhat believed that June Fukuda created King Caesar, and we'll go to it from that. And I just want to say, before I get more into the King Caesar stuff, June Fukuda <clears throat> was a very underrated director for the Godzilla films. I love Ishiro Honda. Everybody loves Ishiro Honda, and everybody definitely pretty much says that Ishiro Honda did the best director's work on the Godzilla films in the Showa era. But I think that because of Ishiro Honda is who he is, Jun Fukuda is overshadowed a lot, and this man needs to get credit where, where credit is due. Like, the way that he shot Me Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla was great. The scenery, the angles that he would be at, like, he, he was doing things that had not yet been, had not been done in other Godzilla films. And I just, I thought he did a wonderful job 
in uh, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla specifically. Now, back to King Caesar. He is based on something called the Shiza. Now, a Shiza is a stone lion statue that is, you know, over in Asian countries and all of that. But specifically, King Caesar was based on the Shiza that are found in Okinawa. And um, so those stone statues in Okinawa were also inspired by the Chinese stone lions, and the name for those are Shishi. And in turn, those Chinese stone lions came from Buddhist tradition in India. So pretty much the order that you could track it down to see what really inspired King Caesar would be Buddhist tradition in India, which then led to Chinese stone lions called Shishi, which then led to Japanese stone lions in Okinawa. And that's where King Caesar pretty much comes from. Now, his name. You know, his name is kind of cool, but at the same time, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you really think about it, because King Caesar basically is like he's King Emperor. Like, you know, yeah, it's cool, but at the same time, you're like, eh, I don't don't know where that name came from. Well, believe it or not, his name came about by mistake. It was a mistranslation, basically. See, King Caesar pretty much comes from Japanese folklore, and... The very basic story that, not him specifically, but just the the, or the story that was used to base King Caesar on is there was a Shiza, a stone lion, that came to life to protect a village from a rampaging dragon. Like, that's in Japanese folklore. But in the 70s, folklore wasn't as widespread or popular as it is today, especially ones in like the Asian community. So Japanese folklore was very, very, you know, nobody hardly knew anything about it over here in the States. So, you know, they were just flat out unfamiliar with it. So whenever they sent the movie over to America... And they was going to work on like translations and all of that kind of stuff to work on the dub and all of that kind of stuff. They kept seeing the word Shiza, which is the stone lions. And they thought, the translators thought that Shiza was pretty much the Japanese version or the Japanese translation of Caesar. So they actually said, okay, so his name, his original name was King Shiza, which is the king of stone lions, I suppose. But, um, so whenever they saw that, they said, okay, so his name is King Caesar. And they went with it. And so in the English dub and all that, he's referred to as King Caesar. Everyone's pretty much known him as King Caesar ever since. The thing is, Toho finds out about it. They think it's really cool. They like it. So what do them rascals do? They trademark it. 
And so for them, King Caesar is not his official kaiju name, but it's his official kaiju name for English-speaking markets. So, you know, there you go. King Caesar came about by a, um, <laughs> a mistranslation, basically. So that's pretty much the gist of his origins. Now, I'm going to talk about a very brief description of him. Um, his basic abilities are he's very agile, he's very intelligent, and quite frankly, he's a martial artist. And I'll delve more into that uh, momentarily. But his basic description, the way he looks, he's kind of like bronze color. He has a few scales on him here and there. He has a lion mane that comes, you know, all around his shoulders and all that because he is part lion, basically. And he has huge ears that, as we see in the movie, can lift up the same way that a dog's ears can lift up. So while he is based on stone lions, he very much has, like, dog features as well. And you can really see the dog features, like, in his face and all of that. <clears throat> and he has red eyes that glow, which the red eyes <clears throat> were done, by the way, using um, vehicle taillights. That, that's how they, uh, that's how they used his, uh, eyes in the movie. Now, what his, probably his most well-known ability that he has, he doesn't have any kind of projectile that he can shoot, like, out of his mouth or anything like that. Pretty much the only actual ability he has is something called the prism eye. And what the prism eye does, we saw it numerous times in the original film, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, that whenever something shoots something at him and it's energy, he can catch the energy in one eye and then shoot it out of the other eye. And pretty much he just can redirect uh, his opponent's attacks and all of that. And... You know, it was pretty effective against uh, Mechagodzilla. <clears throat> like, you know, whenever, naturally, whenever he goes to fight Mechagodzilla, he is a garden, guardian deity, but he's going up against an alien robot. And, you know, so the prism eye really helped him kind of put a dent, so to speak, no pun intended, on Mechagodzilla, but it wasn't enough for him to be able to try and take him down on his own. Now, originally, his name was going to be something called King Balgan. Like, the original concept for Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, and I'll delve way more into this whenever I actually do the Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla episode, his appearance and description really hasn't changed very much. But his original description... For King Bulgan was going to be he is bronze color, he has scales, and he was going to have dog ears that can raise up and down when like whenever he hears noises and everything. That was that's a pretty that's his basic description originally. And it was going to be him, Godzilla, and Giras versus Mecha Godzilla and Gigan. So it was going to be a pretty stacked movie, like, you know, like the, the original version of the movie. I mean, King Caesar, Godzilla, and Anguirus going up against Mechagodzilla and Gigan. I thought, uh, you know, that just would have been really cool for me, and I wish we could have seen it. But Gigan was eliminated completely, and they decided to greatly reduce 
Anguirus' screen time, which, by the way, I think I've mentioned this before in the Anguirus spotlight, that I'm a massive fan of Anguirus and watching him get his tail handed to him by uh, Mechagodzilla while he is still in the Godzilla disguise is difficult for me to watch. Like, it's like I was... I was so, I was, uh, no, <laughs> like I couldn't hardly do it. So <clears throat> when we first see him appear in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, they need a stone statue, which pretty much acts as a key to be able to open up the area to where he is, like where he's sleeping because he's in deep slumber whenever they actually find him. And then the way to wake him up is by singing a song if you are a descendant of an ancient family. And so the, the statue gets used, the song gets sung, the scene for the song was a little bit overdone, if you ask me. Like, it was just, <clears throat> it was just a little bit, you know, too much. But anywho, he wakes up. So as soon as he wakes up, he comes out, he sees Mechagodzilla, and he immediately goes to do battle with him. And this goes to show just how strong Mechagodzilla is, but also the intelligence of King Caesar that he used is that whenever he first goes to attack Mechagodzilla, naturally he just blindly charges. He runs into him, bounces back because he's going up against a robot and everything, but then the next time he goes to attack, he does go and he tackles him again. He actually does do some damage then. But then what's really cool where they incorporate his martial arts ability into the movie is whenever Mechagodzilla swings his arm to try and punch him, King Caesar actually catches his arm and does a judo throw on him. Throws him down to the ground, jumps on top of him, gets into mount position, and just starts waylaying on him until uh, Mechagodzilla is able to throw him off of him. And just, I thought that that was really cool. <laughs> that they, they incorporated martial arts the way that they did um, <clears throat> for a kaiju. For those of you that don't know, I am a very big martial arts fan. Um, I've taken multiple martial arts lessons from different uh, styles. I've done karate. I've done kung fu. I've done combat hapkido, taekwondo. Um, for a while, I trained in mixed martial arts. I actually have a few fights under my belt. Uh, just amateur, not pro. And I still very much love watching, like, you know, mixed martial arts or kickboxing, boxing, or anything like that. And I love watching martial arts films and I'll be able to delve more into that with more future episodes of Kaiju Carnage Presents because I've just about nailed down what the next one's going to be for Kaiju Carnage Presents and just give you a little hint you anime fans are probably going to be very very happy about the choice that I decide to pick I'll expand more on that on a later date but yeah so I thought it was really cool that they incorporated uh, martial arts in for King Caesar. <clears throat> so then Godzilla shows up, you know, he turns into a magnetic field. He pulls Mechagodzilla to him. And the next time we see King Caesar attacking him was he's just primarily using shoulder tackles. Like Godzilla is holding him and King Caesar is just hitting Mechagodzilla like a freaking linebacker, just back and forth, back and forth, hit him again and again and again. And 
you know, between the two of them combined, they end up defeating Mechagodzilla and King Caesar, pretty much, he's a very straight to the point kind of kaiju, you know, because as soon as he woke up, he immediately jumped into the fight. And then as soon as Mechagodzilla was pretty much done, he just went and crawled back into his cave, destroyed the entrance. It's like, all right, I'm going back to sleep. Like he, <laughs> like it's, li it's literally like he woke up, he kicked butt and he went back to sleep. Like <laughs> that's, that's all he did. And, you know, I just thought that that was really cool. So the next time we see him and, you know, Part of me wondered if I should even mention this, but I'll go ahead and do it. The next time we saw him was in the is uh, the direct sequel to Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla and the final film of the Showa era, The Terror of Mechagodzilla. He is in that. However, it is very briefly, and it is only done with stock footage. Then King Caesar is not seen again for 30 years. Now, the next time that we do see him is in Godzilla Final Wars, the final film of the Millennium Series, the final film that Toho did for Godzilla up until 2016 with Shin Godzilla. Like, and, you know, King Caesar shows up in that. He's one of the monsters that is being controlled <clears throat> by the aliens that are in the film. Now, in this one... Like, you kind of want to say that his origins should be different because this is an entirely different era of Godzilla. Whenever he first shows up, it's at the tail end of the Showa era. He did not show up at all during the Heisei era, and then he shows up in the very final film of the Millennium series. And <clears throat> so I really don't know what his origins are. His origins are not explained. He just kind of pops up. I think he was really just more for fan service than anything. But whenever he first shows up, he is attacking Okinawa, which is, you know, kind of ironic, considering in the Showa era, he rose up to defend Okinawa, and then whenever he shows up in Final Wars, he is attacking Okinawa. And he does battle with Godzilla, the Final Wars Godzilla, which is an insanely overpowered version of Godzilla. And he, uh, King Caesar teams up with Rodan and Anguirus, which are pretty much his, the ally kaiju that Godzilla has had in the past. I mean, he didn't really have any allies at all during the Heisei era or the uh, Millennium series. He pretty much was just running solo in those. But those three, King Caesar, Rodan, and Anguirus... They've, whenever they would mostly show up in the Showa era, they were his friends. They were his allies, and he fought alongside them. And that is why, in the film, whenever he goes up against, when Godzilla is just wrecking kaiju after kaiju after kaiju, whenever he gets to those three specifically, all three of them team up, and the fight happens. And then, whenever he's done with them, he literally just knocks them unconscious, leaves them on a pile, and goes. He would not kill them. Like, he just, you know, it was an honor kind of thing that the director did because he's like, these are Godzilla's allies. They are his friends. He might kill pretty much every other kaiju that comes his way in this movie. He's not killing those three. 
which part of the reason as to why King Caesar and Anguirus were included in the movie at all is because the director of Final Wars says that um, they were two of his all-time favorite kaiju, that King Caesar actually is his favorite kaiju, and that the original Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is his favorite Godzilla film. So, that was pretty much his last appearance that he had. And that pretty much does it for the uh, King Caesar spotlight. Again, guys, I really wish there was more information out there. Um, about the only other kind of information I could give would be just stuff, you know, just to say in passing. You know, he's been in other media. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, he's been in video games. He's been in comic books and all of that. But... You know, I'm not at the point with this podcast right now where I'm going to really start delving into comic book storylines and all of that kind of stuff. I will be doing episodes on particular comic book stories like Godzilla Dominion or Godzilla Rulers of Earth or Kingdom Kong. You know, I'm going to do some uh, episodes on some novels eventually and all of that. So I'm going to be getting to all of that eventually so I don't want to cram pack all of that kind of stuff into a regular episode dealing with a movie or something like that. So, yeah, guys, that pretty much does it for the King Caesar Spotlight. Again, I wish there was more information, but, you know, it is what it is. So, all right, guys, before I get to my announcement for the next episode, I will like to remind everybody to please go give me a review and or rating on whatever platform it is that you listen to my podcast on. Uh, I know I've explained this before. Ratings and reviews help exposure whenever people search for podcasts and all of that kind of stuff. So just as an example, as of right now, I have four reviews or uh, four ratings on Apple Podcasts. Whoever it was that left them, I thank you very, very much because they were all five-star ratings. So I currently have a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, but it's only from four ratings. So naturally, whenever somebody goes to search for like a kaiju podcast or something like that, the search algorithm looks at podcasts that have higher ratings or more reviews, and they generate those searches first. And... There are plenty of podcasts out there that talk about, you know, Kaiju and Godzilla and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, whenever somebody decides that they want to see or listen to a podcast concerning Godzilla, King Kong, Kaiju, anything like that, you know, I want them to be able to do a Google search and then boom, my show pops up and they can sit there and listen to my entire library. And it doesn't have anything to do with me making money. I do not make money off of the podcast. I do this strictly as a hobby just because I love the genre and I'm very passionate about it. So it has nothing to do with making money. I just like the fact that I know a lot about this subject and people tune in to listen to my episodes and all of that. And quite frankly, it makes me feel good. And I appreciate that everybody wants to listen to me talk about these movies and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if you don't mind uh, rating and review on Apple Podcasts, also go give me a like on Facebook for all different kaiju news and all of that. I know at the time of this recording, I posted the episode a date later 
than what I originally was going to. If you go like me on Facebook, you will see whenever there are going to be delays or whenever I have to push back a release date for an episode, you'll be able to see that because I always make the announcement on Facebook. So go give it a like. It's the same exact uh, profile picture and name as the podcast here, uh, Kaiju Carnage of Godzilla slash King Kong podcast. And you'll get all the Kaiju news and everything as I find out that they're happening whether it be new action figures that are coming, new movies, new TV shows, new comic books, just whatever. I try to stay on it as much as I can. And also, I just post a whole lot of pictures, like, just, you know, just for likes, basically. <laughs> so, you know, um, I also have an Instagram. It's my personal Instagram, Michael Cal Woodman. Just go on ahead and go, like, uh, give me a follow on there. Um... I don't really do a whole lot of personal stuff on Instagram. I pretty much just use it for the podcast and everything. Um, I did have a Twitter, but I'm very much about to abandon Twitter because Twitter actually uh, suspended my account because they thought I was, I just created the Twitter account. I was sharing pictures, doing hashtags and all that, trying to get the following to go up and all of that. And Twitter apparently decided that was a no-no. And they suspended my account. So to heck with Twitter. I'm probably about to just say to heck with and just not even mess with it. But I also have a Reddit and is just simply called Kaiju underscore Carnage. Just go give that a, a, a like. I share a pretty good amount of uh, pictures on that and everything. Like I'm a big fan of Reddit. I'm on Reddit all the time and I just, you know, it's just a little subreddit that I created. So if you're a fan of Reddit and you want to see more Kaiju pictures there, don't really want to mess with Facebook, that's fine. Go check out uh, Reddit. And last but not least, I have something called Good Pods, which is basically a social media platform for podcasts. Uh, it's basically Goodreads, like how Goodreads is for books, Good Pods is for podcasts. So go download the app for that. Give me a follow on there. You can listen to the uh, to the podcast on there. You can rate individual episodes. It has a comment feature. It has share features to where you can share the episodes to your news feed and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, it would just be a good way for me to be able to interact with you guys. Like, if you go and listen to the episode and you really like it, you know, just get on Good Pods. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> leave a comment saying what you liked, what you didn't like, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I can interact with you that way. So, okay, fellas, big announcement time. <clears throat> I don't want to say big announcement time, but next episode announcement time. So, uh, this Saturday, I will be tackling one of my favorite kaiju films. It's a very much a love or hate kind of kaiju film. I know plenty of people that like it. I also know plenty of people that don't like it. And I understand the reasons that people have for not liking it. But I went and saw it in theaters. I read the novelization to it before it even uh, came out. Before I went and saw it in theaters. It is Pacific Rim Uprising. The sequel to the original 2013 Pacific Rim. So, can't wait to jump into this one. There's a lot of really cool kaiju in this one. Some cool Jaegers that are in this one. And this film really helped branch off. And help the franchise become more of a franchise to where there's been graphic novels. There's been a few more uh, regular novels. There's now an anime series and all of that. And this movie helped all of that take place. And I can absolutely get down with as many Pacific Rim titles 
or anything that there is because Pacific Rim is one of my favorite franchises whenever it comes to the kaiju genre. So, alrighty guys, we'll see y'all next time for Pacific Uprising. Thank you once again for all the support and all of the uh, listens that you do. I'm getting starting to get pretty close to 2,500 listens total for the podcast. I just recently broke 1,000 followers on Facebook, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm not done. I'm nowhere near done, guys. I'm going to keep this going for years and years and years. I have even bigger things on the horizon, branching off and doing other things. Whenever I get things finalized with all of that, I will make that announcement, but just let you guys know, this is literally just the beginning for me. I'm nowhere near done. So keep an eye out for all of that kind of stuff. Thank you once again for all of the support, and I'll catch you all next time. This is Cal the Kaiju Guy, signing out.